right. Thanks, Pastor Chrissy. All right. So Brad's in the service today, so I'm going to lay off the Brad jokes. <laughs> Last time he was in kids, so it was free reign, but today I'll lay off. All right. So we're talking about prayer this morning because we're heading into a time of prayer and fasting. Now, some of you are going to be like, yay, that's awesome, prayer and fasting. And some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, that's like torture. That's not fun. <laughs> Who's in that category? No, don't be Anna. <laughs> All right. So there's so much that you can discuss about prayer and there's so much that I'd love to discuss, but there's a ticking time bomb up the back there. So there's only a certain amount of stuff that I can cover this morning. So what I wanted to encourage you in this morning about is how powerful prayer is. God's desire to be in communication with us, how you pray and the effects of it in your life. Does that sound good? All right. So prayer is such an amazing privilege we have as a Christian a real privilege that we have. And I thought, if we were superheroes, our superpower would be prayer, hey? And I did think about wearing my Superman shirt underneath and taking it off. I thought that was really lame. So I didn't do that. But if we were superheroes, our superpower would definitely be prayer, yeah? Now, I want to read to you, and it's going to flick up on the screen, some of the things that the Bible says about prayer. So James 5, 16 to 18 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. Amazing, huh? Matthew 17, 20 says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here and there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5 says, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every... Pretension... (laughs) That sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Jeremiah 29.12 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. These are just some of the verses in the Bible about how powerful prayer is. Now, I was looking at this study that was done by, um, that was published, sorry, in uh, this website called Psychology Today. And it talked about five scientifically proven benefits of prayer. Do you want to hear what they are? So these five scientifically proven benefits of prayer are, firstly, it improves your self-control. Secondly, it makes you nicer. (laughs) It's always a good thing, isn't it? It's good to have nice Christians. (laughs) Third thing is it makes you more forgiving. Fourth, it increases trust. Five, it offsets the negative health effects of stress. Who needs that? But we know prayer is much more powerful than just that, isn't it? Prayer connects you with the living God, the creator of the world. It produces miracle, it gives you wisdom, direction, it gives you peace, yeah? 
Prayer is the most important aspect of being a follower of Jesus. You know, a few years ago, I went through this time um, where I experienced some significant anxiety in my life and it just come on me and floored me for six. It was sort of not something that I expected and it really knocked me about. And after experiencing a significant loss in my life and just trying to sort of push past it, because we do that, don't we? We experience things and we're just like, no, we're cool, we just keep going. And I tried to push past it and I didn't properly work through the emotions of what I was experiencing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I started to experience these panic attacks and just this overwhelming fear that come on me. And like I said, you know, this thing happened and it was a couple months later. I thought I was okay. I thought it was okay. And then, boom, this thing just come on me. And, you know, during that time, it was prayer. It was prayer that anchored me. It was prayer that kept me going. You know, while I saw the practical medical help that I needed, it was prayer that helped me walk through this time. You know, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be lying in bed and as soon as I opened my eyes, just this flood of anxiety would come over me, just this fear, all these thoughts. It was just quite gripping. And it was just, I used to hate going to bed because I knew as soon as I woke up, it would just like bang, just flooded. And I'd lay there just going, oh, this is hard. But what I did during that time was, as soon as I opened my eyes and I felt that overwhelming sense of fear and that overwhelming sense of anxiety, I just started to pray. That was the thing that I knew to do was just to pray that God would help me through this time. So I'd lay there just, and nobody can help you in these times. It's you and God. And so I would lay there just laying in bed, praying, speaking scriptures in my mind, just standing on the word of God, what I knew, and just praying, praying, and praying. You know, and this went on for several months, and it was a hard slog. And every morning it was the same thing. I would just wake up and just be gripped with this fear and this anxiety. But I would just keep praying and praying and praying and declaring the word of God. And, you know, in Hebrews 13, 5, and this is what I would remember, is that my God said, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you. You know, and it was prayer that brought me through that time. You know, prayer is not some mystical thing that's hard to understand because at the essence of prayer, it's a conversation with God, yeah? The essence of prayer is that you're talking with God. It's as easy as talking with the person in front of you. Now, I think we make prayer into quite a complicated thing, but essentially it's just communicating with God. It's having a conversation with God. You know, yeah, he's not face-to-face, but he hears you. Those scriptures say that he hears you when you pray, yeah? You know, praying, I've got a funny video to show you later about the ways in which people pray. I always find it really interesting the ways people pray. You know, but when we pray, we don't need fancy language. We don't need eloquent speak. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I'm not a very fancy speaker. I'm not very eloquent. And I just talk to God the way I talk. And that's how I pray. We don't need to go into prayer with some fancy way of communicating with God. You know, you talk to God as if you talk to anybody else, yeah? Something important that I think, and this was really something that impressed upon my heart when I was preparing for this message, is that this understanding that we need to have when we 
this foundational knowledge we need to have about prayer is that it's God's great desire to be in relationship with us, yeah? God desires to have a personal connection with you and with me. You know, the Bible as a whole is about how God so loves his people and the lengths that he will go to to be in relationship with us. If you think about God's original plan for the world that he laid out in the beginning when he made Adam and Eve, he created them because he wanted to create them. Yeah? He wanted people. And then God spent time with them. He was in relationship with them. He didn't create this world, create these people, and then just be distant from them. God created them and walked with them. You know, Genesis 3.8 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God was walking with them. God was present with them. He was in relationship with them. It's pretty amazing, hey? Who would like to be back then when God actually walked? <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. But God walked with them. He talked with them. He was in relationship with them. You know, it's God's plan and desire to be close with his people. His intention has always been to be in relationship with his creation and intimate with his creation, not distant from us but close to us. You know, we need to have that base understanding that God actually wants to be close to us. You know, I think so many times we think as Christians that when we pray we need to sort of conjure up God's presence or we need to beg God to hear us. But what we need to understand is that God wants to be in relationship with you. God hears you when you pray. You know, we don't need to beg God to listen to us. He wants to listen to us. He hears us. You think about your friends and your family. You think about your spouse and the closeness that comes with the people that are in your life. How does that come about? It comes about through spending time, doesn't it? It comes about by shared experiences. It doesn't just happen. It comes through communication, time spent, sharing experiences with one another. And then we grow closer together, don't we? So the same principle applies with your relationship with God. As you spend time with him, as you communicate with him, as you share your life experiences with him, you ultimately draw closer to him, yeah? So to develop that sense of closeness with God requires a sense of discipline. Now, I know the word discipline isn't a popular word, is it? It's not a nice word. It's like... Oh, something we have to do. But not many things in life that are worthwhile come without a sense of discipline or a sense of putting effort into something, you know. And I think, you know, I was really thinking about this and thinking about the prayer and fasting because I tell you, if I'm going to be really honest, when I think about fasting, I love it. <laughs> I feel like I've got a slight sense of um, I'm breastfeeding, so I've got a slight <laughs> little... <laughs> but, you know, it's not something that, you know, you're like, oh, yay! Some of you probably are because you're more holy than me and that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I was really thinking about this and I think it's a, it's a total mind shift, you know, when we think about how awesome prayer is and how powerful it is. You know, 
the little tweaks in our language can make a big difference. Rather than, I have to pray, how many of us go through the day, oh, I've got to pray, I've got to pray. What about if we changed it to, oh, I get to pray today, I get to pray today. How awesome is it that I get to pray to God today instead of have to, I get to pray today. Because if you have that mindset, I have to pray, it becomes a bit of a negative, doesn't it? But if you have the mindset that I get to pray today, it makes a big difference in your attitude towards it. That you get access to a heavenly father. That you get access to a God who loves you. A God who's willing to be a part of your life. A God who wants to help you in your everyday life. You get that as a Christian. You know, you think about discipline. Think about, you know, what it takes to get fit and healthy. <laughs> it takes a bit of discipline. You know, since I had Chloe, I've been trying to get out and get walking and uh, I'm probably not the most disciplined in this area, but so I've been going out and trying to walk, um, you know, pushing the pram around the area. The rain hasn't helped. That's my excuse. <laughs> but so I've been trying to get out, you know, and if I'm to be honest, probably averaging only twice a week. But when I go out, I go out for a 50-minute walk around. We've got this little lap. Once you commit to something in our suburb, there's only one way you can go, so <laughs> there's no turning back. So I go out for this 50-minute walk. And I don't know about you, but when I do a 50-minute walk and I come home and I put on my skinny leg jeans, I'd like them to be baggy, huh? <laughs> I'm like, come on, I just did 50 minutes walking. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're starting to bulge in all sorts of ways. But, you know, I do that little bit of effort and I think, come on. And now for the guys, I'm sure you guys, you know, a couple of reps and you're like, where's those guns? I had a great story about you, Ewan, that I was going to share. <laughs> We were at a leadership night one night <laughs> and Ewan likes to wear these short shirts, don't you? Like, I noticed you like these short T-shirts. And he comes in and with the Chinese one night. I was just watching, he walks over. He perfectly places this Chinese down on the bench and I was just watching, like, just flexing that muscle. I was like, whew, someone's been working out. <laughs> And I couldn't help but laugh. And anyway, we entered this discussion and the great man of discipline here has been working out, so he's been putting in the effort, unlike me with my couple of 50-minute walks and think I should be fit and healthy, but it doesn't work that way. And the same thing with God. You know, if you just pray once a week or if you just pray randomly every now and then, your relationship with God isn't going to grow really deep, is it? You know, you need to put in the effort, you need to put in the discipline, you need to work that into your life and spend time. You don't grow close to people by seeing them once every while, you grow close to people by spending time and communicating with them and the same thing is with God. So, you know, if I want to be fit and toned, I probably need to put in a lot more effort and I probably need to stop eating as much cake and brownies as I am. And the same with prayer, you know. If you want to be really connected with God, if you want to be hearing from him more, then you need to set that time aside and you need to be working that into your daily life with the attitude of, I get to pray to my Father in heaven, not I have to pray to my Father in heaven. So I want to read to you also 1 Kings 19.12. says, After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. You might be thinking that's pretty random. But, you know, our lives are so busy, they're so full, you know. 
God can speak through the earthquake. God can speak through the fire. God can speak through the busyness of your life. But more often than not, he will speak through the quiet times. When you actually take the time to set aside, to quieten your soul, to quiet your spirit, to quieten your mind and to connect with God. Because God speaks in the whisper more than he speaks in the fire, more than he speaks in the earthquake. He speaks in those quiet moments, in the whisper. You know, I just wanted to touch on a few different types of prayers because, you know, talking mostly about, you know, your general prayer relationship with God, but there's other types of prayer. There's praying in tongues and, you know, this generally comes, and I know we covered this a bit in our Holy Spirit theme, generally comes when you're baptised in the Holy Spirit and it's a fantastic way that you can build and develop your relationship with God And, you know, when we pray in tongues, it builds our faith and strengthens us um, spiritually. However, when we pray in tongues, it's not really always a corporate thing. It's more of a private thing, um, just in the sense that it builds us up more than it builds up other people because they don't really understand what we're saying. You know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 14, It's the same for you if you speak to people in words they don't understand. How will they know what you're saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. So, you know, praying in tongues is an awesome way to build up and strengthen your faith. And... um, but it's more of a private thing with you and God than a corporate thing. Intercessory prayer, I'm just going to touch on these just because of time this morning. Um, Intercessory prayer, which is when you're praying for a situation or another person and you're appealing to God on their behalf. Just as Jesus provides a bridge for us to God, we can intercede on other people's behalves um, that perhaps can't do that for themselves at that time. So intercessing is really a go-between for someone Um, that you're praying for and God and you're standing in the gap for them. There's also warfare prayer. There are times when you need to go into prayer, battle over situations in your life where there's demonic oppressions or stronghold. And that was probably, you know, when I was going through that time of anxiety, that was probably a warfare sort of situation where I'm really praying and believing that something would be broken and changed. Um, You know... One thing I wanted to say about that was it's important to remember when you're engaging in warfare prayer that we're praying to God to bring about the freedom. And it's not our battle with demonic forces. It's God who battles with demonic forces and that we're, we're not speaking to those things. We're praying to God and asking him for deliverance in those situations. So that timer is always against me. I think we should get rid of the timer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if we know prayer is hugely important and that God's heart is for us, God's heart is to hear us, how do we go about praying? Do you want to watch a funny video? All right, let's watch a funny video for a few minutes. You've got to laugh at yourself as Christians, hey? We do some funny stuff especially when we pray. But that last bit of that was an example of how to use the Lord's Prayer. You know, Jesus laid out that example of how to use it. It's not a matter of reciting it word for word, but there's principles in that. You know, I don't believe how we physically are when we pray uh, matters greatly. You know, I think you might like to pray walking, sitting on a comfy chair with a cuppa, 
You might like to listen to worship music. You might like to pray in the shower. You might like to pray on your knees. I don't think that really matters a whole great deal. Um, I think the more important factor about prayer is that you just do it, is that you're working into your life. Be confident that God hears you because he does, his word says he does, and make it a priority. You know, if you need to book time into your calendar, into your schedule, and just say to people, look, I can't do something, I've got something on at that time, you don't have to tell them what it is. You just have that time locked out. And, you know, you make that a priority that that's the time that I'm going to spend with God, yeah? Prayer is something that we're fortunate to have as Christians. And remember, it's our superpower. As Christians, prayer is our superpower. You know, making prayer a priority in our life is one of the best decisions that we can make as Christians. I I don't know about you, but I know I can't do daily life without God. I know that I can't go through every day without connecting with him, without sharing with him, without asking for his help every single day. And that's become just a normal part of the, the way my day is and how, you know, as normal as breathing is to my day. So as we head into this time of prayer and fasting, I encourage you to have that attitude that it's not you have to do this, but it's you get to do this. You get to do this. You get to pray to a father that listens to you, a father that is concerned about every aspect of your life, that hears you. You can be confident that he hears you. Yeah? Let's pray.